Observations was a reading and writing group run with first and second year students on the MA in Visual Communication at the Royal College of Art and led by me, Hannah Ellis. You're about to hear pieces read by the group, written in response to Westfield Shopping Centre. Westfield Shepherd's Bush, written and read by Bexleyu. Westfield's glowing silhouette looms over the skyline of West London. It's a mass of metal and glass, exuding a thermal warmth that burns beside the solemn pitch-black frame of Grenfell Tower. From the outside, it looks vast, but from the inside, it's infinite. Light and sound refracts off every surface, creating a buzzing glow like a dimmer switch under the undulating, tessellated glass ceiling. As I walk, towering glass shop fronts appear around every curve and corner, spreading ahead of me in a disorientating tunnel. It's soulless here, and the longer we spend, the more lethargic and irritable we become. Every facet of my body is reflected back to me, again and again, in glass walls and barriers, in long mirrors, and even shallow reflections in the tiled floors as I walk. Like a casino, all concept of time is lost inside the cavernous shell of consumerism. I know it's late and the buzz is gradually dying down. Figures hover in corners, motionlessly watching from restaurant benches behind glass. Exquisitely detailed waxy models of food sit under fluorescent light in glass display counters, a concept that is popular in Japan, known as Sample. samples of fake food. Showing a replica of the dishes on offer, they allow you to visualise your meal, order without having to communicate at all. Here, it just adds to the soullessness. It begins to feel strangely claustrophobic, and we're eager to leave. We look for directions and find an interactive map on a screen. Images appear and disappear as we tap on glass. Despite the fact that people are moving, it feels disconcertingly still here, and I'm hyper-aware of the sense of order. It is a play of illusions and phantasms, the frontier, future world. Westfield was once known as the largest shopping complex in Europe. That record has now been surpassed by the very same building, but on the other side of London. The same glass walls and red logo that hovers ominously in the air. Purporting to provide a vision, a synchronised place of leisure and consumption, instead it feels like an expansive, vapid mass in the landscape. Junk space is the sum total of our current achievement. We have built more than did all the previous generations put together, but somehow we do not register on the same scales. We do not leave pyramids. Westfield. Written by Rebecca Cottrell. Read by Hannah Ellis. Do you reckon strangers here ever talk to each other? Can grimy human things ever happen here? Are things too clean to, well, grow? There are figures everywhere, engaged in the satisfaction of everything they could ever want. It recalls the garden of earthly delights, although nobody is riding a flying deer nor climbing into an enormous pomegranate. I look down from the third floor. Shoppers pass in every direction. For some, there's an aura of satisfaction of having completed an afternoon of successful hunting. For others, there's a hunger visible in their clipped steps towards enormous sale signs. There's a third category, the tired who scroll dead-eyed on the devices. And then there's me. I'm Mary Annan, preparing to dig up the emotional equivalent of an ichthyosaur skull.
Vast trees, entirely fake, purely geometric and painted white, extend from the mirrored floor to the honeycomb roof. I've fallen backwards through the wardrobe and it feels cold. I walk towards the food court. There's a breeze from the air conditioning and a pungent smell of food, something sour and vinegary. Another waft and the scent is perfume. I have my sights on the restaurant in front of me. You're beautiful, the man said, but you should try this cream. He holds up my magazine. It's the flawless face of a model. After a week, you'll look like her. I order a curry and sit down with the device, which would tell me when my food is ready. A woman approaches and asks me for an unused chair. I smile and say, yes, take it. She smiles, takes the chair, sits down and talks to her friends. It's a moment of connection and it's over. My food is ready. I eat alone. Let me rub some cream on your wrist. See the before and after, or the dirty skin scrubbed away. Wait till you see what it does to your face. All your friends will be jealous. A man next to me also eats lunch alone. Headphones in, watching something on his laptop. Someone else sits down at the table next to me, one eye trained on the food alarm. I wonder who comes in here and how often strangers speak to each other. Have two strangers met and fallen in love? Feels unlikely and disappointing if true. I'll let you have it for a discount, but you must tell your friends about this cream. And have you tried the moisturiser? Not now? Fine, I understand. Two women settle down next to me, holding tea and plastic cups. Small children gurgle in strollers nearby. I have a crushing headache. It feels as though we're all waiting for a flight that will never happen. Islands, written by Anna Carolina, read by Laura Gordon. More than other senses, the eye objectifies and masters. It sets at a distance, maintains the distance. Loose irrigare. It sits there in the midst of shiny floors, dreamy echoes and bright lights, like an island. I don't even notice its name. Faceless and completely anonymous, it serves as a conveniently located stepping stone where shoppers can take a deep breath before moving on. I know the name's written there somewhere, probably with a stylish cursive silvery font that blends into the glossy black polished counter. The counter is so shiny it works as a mirror. I can see the reflections of passers-by gliding smoothly on its surface. People walking in pairs and groups, shoes, papery shopping bags, ankles. I order a coffee, sit down and throw my backpack on the seat next to me. The wall behind me curves around the seating area like a protective hand. I feel almost anonymous too. Waiting for my coffee, I look around me and see an elderly man sitting alone next to me. He's hunched over his phone, his face a couple of inches away from the screen, completely unaware of what's happening around him. His phone screen has given his skin a light blue hue. My coffee tastes burnt. Shocked by its bitter taste, I lift my gaze and see a girl approaching the counter. A few strands of hair have fallen on her face and she looks relaxed, almost happy. I say almost, as there is still a faint trace of stress on her face. It's clear her shift has just ended. She doesn't need to hide her face behind a professional, polished mask of politeness anymore. The girl greets the baristas with a relieved smile, knowing looks, encouraging nods, insider jokes. The barista behind the counter hands her a coffee. The girl leans forward and they start chatting. She sits down by the counter but doesn't let go of the plastic bag she's carrying or take off her jacket. I can see there's a takeaway box inside the plastic bag. 
I can't hear what they're saying from where I'm sitting, but I can tell they're at ease with each other. No nervous laughter or awkward smiles. They have a bond that was born from being faceless workers in a cold, plastic commercial environment. Cues of thank yous, I'm sorry's, and you're welcome. Customers who don't make eye contact or greet them back. Forced smiles and aching feet. People come to Westfield because they need something. Westfield and all the people working here seem to exist just so that other people's needs and dreams can be fulfilled. I realise this cafe is more than a faceless stopover. It's also a meeting point. A place where the workers can breathe, talk, hide, complain, just be. A place where they're allowed to feel like they are more than just anonymous workers. I take one last look at the elderly man to check if he's still looking at his phone. He is. Westfield Shopping Centre, written and read by Barbara Müller. Glass breaks in the corner of my eye. Stone breaks in the course of my walk. Stone shaping stairs. Flat ground is neatly sliced, but rashly raised in space. Rashly raising my steps in space, carried upwards by a spatial pattern of stairs, carried sidewards by a flat pattern of tiles. A line of black is neatly sliced, but rashly shifted in white, rashly shifting my steps on the surface, slithering them onto blank metal, metal neatly sliced into a ripped structure, shaping the lower surface of my feet. Motion is breaking the rips, shaping stairs, stairs moving my feet onwards and upwards, lifting up my vision in space, lowering the still stairs out of the corner of my eye, filling the corner with a pattern of neatly sliced squares, glass shaping windows, windows filled with colours, colours shaping clothes, blue shaping trousers, Trousers neatly sliced but rashly rematched. A wide leg fit in a cropped length cuts down the length of my body. Slanted pockets dislocate every reach for those. Offset pleats weigh heavily on every movement naturally grown. Belted trousers with overlap front. An overlap balanced out by one leg braced apart. Belted in place. Exiting the basement car park will be via one lane only, which may cause minor delays for customers. Cos is happy to exchange or refund any unsuitable items within 28 days. Please note that items bought in store can only be exchanged or returned in person at a store in the country of purchase. There is no entry via Wood Lane and no route between Wood Lane Aerialway and the A3220 West Cross route. Westfield Shopping Centre, Ariel Way, London W12 7GF, 10th of January 2018, 12.37-1.46. Coarse belted trousers with overlap front, burrito with vegetables and guacamole. Consumed by Colours Written by Rachel Davey Read by Hannah Ellis Surrounded by low grey drizzle, characteristically ordinary weather for this time of year. It envelops me in its inescapable yet strangely comforting grasp. The cool mist falling on my face, cleansing my skin after a long day. With each step I take, previously indistinguishable objects begin to materialise. Through the fog, I see a mass of imposing concrete buildings, glossy, Empty shells soon to be filled by John Lewis in spring 2018. 
The bright white light of the interior is such a contrast it takes a second for my eyes to adjust. Every surface is clean and reflective, bathed in an overly clinical light. Before my mind has had a chance to create a real aversion to my new sterile environment, familiar names begin to welcome me. Next, Topshop, M&S. Their signs glow with fluorescent outlines. As I slowly walk down the illuminated atrium, I wonder, could this place ever feel eerie? Sale, 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 sale. The same shade of red is prominent in every window. 50% off. I notice my dulled reflection begin to glow crimson as a monumental LED board starts to change to the same alarm red. 70% off. I find the drawer too much and I enter boots, feeling ready to search for a bargain. 90% off. This sense of hopefulness soon fades as I come to my senses. I don't need anything, why am I in here? I start to calibrate an exit route in my head and put it into action. As I'm leaving, I notice a lady taking a photo of her friend outside of Zara. I peer over a screen and realise that in the image, her friend is in complete darkness, completely overpowered by the synthetic shop lights. The Art of Connection, written and read by Tanea Steed. Beautiful, can I ask you a question? Asked the well-dressed lady in Westfield's shopping centre. The question that followed was a boring one, concerned only with selling me nail varnish. A question shouted to me after I had already mumbled the world's longest way of saying no, walking off into the aimless distance unique to four-storey shopping halls. My refusal was in no way meant with a rude spirit, and in all honesty, the idea of a well-dressed lady advising me on how to sort out my well-messed-up nails is not something I'm at all against. But I was on a hunt, and I had questions of my own. The last time I remember spending any real time hanging around shopping centres, the hunt in question was for boys. An official activity founded by me and my childhood best mate. It was to be aptly named Boy Hunting, and it was nearly as awful, although nowhere near as sinister as it sounds. We'd see a group of boys our age, we thought were fit, then we'd hang around them at a sizeable distance for a bit. And that was it. No catcalling, no approaching. The experience being far more concerned with the thrill of talking about boys to each other than it ever was about actually talking to the boys themselves. Now at Westfields, lacking the kind of money it takes to shop in the luxury stores that so outshone the decaying shopping centre I started out in, and more importantly, without my childhood best friend to hunt boys with, I figured I could just hunt some friends instead. Two beautiful Spanish ladies in fur gilets laughing and pointing at each other with perfect manicures. A trio of finely dressed older men sitting side by side under the chandeliers of Grand Café Concerto. A DIY man in work boots laughing heartily to a shop worker as he fixes the door at Jimmy's shoes. Two school kids throwing a Rubik's Cube to each other as if it were a ball, as if they didn't have iPhone 8s peeking out of their school blazers the whole time. I see a fancy car parked on Westfield's shiny interior floors under a sign that reads, Connected Chic. I turn a corner and meet a watchdoor's poster singing a similar song. Tis the season to connect. And maybe it was. And maybe if I adorned myself with the luxuries that Westfield had to offer, then I too would be connected chic. I too would master the art of connecting with others, of making friends with the strangers of shopping hall corridors. I couldn't help but feel that there was probably more to this art. The Grand Avenue of Could Be Anywhere. Written by Laura Copsey. Read by Laura Gordon. Westfield is so disorientating. 
an orgy of fairy lights, Black Friday reminders and a hint of desperation in the air. As I ascend the uneven steps, I become trapped by an information point, stunned by the curved expanse of never-ending glass before giving up on the map too complicated to bother examining. The overwhelming fairy lights remind me it must already be Christmas. All traces of the exhibition centre which once gave White City its name are gone. Colonial power buried in the earth and overlaid with shopping, the new power of the day. Looking at my phone, I Google the heritage and try to imagine it in place. The monotonous drone of the once famous flip-flap amusement as the white noise of the air conditioning. I close my eyes and try to go back in time. I've always wished time travel was my superpower. The wiggle-woggle ride, the hurly-burly and the roly-poly are long sent for scrap, along with the Grand Avenue of the Colonies, overlaid by the Grand Avenue of the Colonies via Nando's, Oaxaca and the real Greek. It's hard to visualise. All traces are completely vanished. I arrive. Down the conveyor belt, past ladies rolling sushi towards flowers scattered with reduced stickers. Nobody seems to want them. Discarded like a kind of profound smile I am unable to determine in my current state of mind. I remember thinking about how you dance. How open you are and how little you seem to care when I registered my location in the birthday section. Balloons, wrapping and bunting, suggestive of social possibility. I begin to list headlines. Banana! Cult killer dead! Dinosaurs, the ultimate guide to those prehistoric beasts. Let's call out patriarchy, hashtag dear sister. The crazed twins. Theresa May's Brexit nightmare. Art, the pocket collection. 48 therapeutic, creative and relaxing designs. Why do people think colouring books are art? I remember once how you coloured in a drawing I did with a blunt red pencil. You told me you were from Italy and that your great-grandmother may have been too closely related to your great-grandfather. Or perhaps it was a coincidence they had the same name. I start to listen closely to the furthest sound. I make another list of beeps and whispers. A man peers decisively at my notebook whilst reaching for a copy of Creative Review, the magazine I had silently complimented for best design among an array of high-vis glossy rags. He seems curious by the field note-taking. I write, STOP READING OVER MY SHOULDER in capital letters and instantly feel unkind for underlining the word STOP. I follow up with GOOD CHOICE OF MAG, feeling guilty and okay with my weirdness. Can I have a tap water please? I ask while purchasing an egg sandwich. Bad pipes, we don't do tap water, replies the cafe assistant. How about hot water? That's 50p a cup, unless you have a waitrose card. Never mind, thanks anyway. I sit and eat my egg sandwich with a dry mouth, hating that I am too stubborn to spend 50p on water. I notice a lady with a reduced bouquet of flowers in her basket as she walks by. At least it's nearly Christmas. Binary, written and read by Penny Gent. I've always quite liked shopping centres. I like the bigness of them. All those eyes glance over you like water. You are a pebble, smooth and round and plain. In the white, wide space, you are timeless. No weekdays, no weekend, no morning, no evening. There is open, there is closed. Binary, simple, easy. Bright white morning, afternoon, evening light to green fire exit sign dusk. Solid and unchanging, uninspiring, but open. All that space, drifting through, not touching. The smell of Ben's cookies, McDonald's chips, view popcorn. Me and my sister used to hold our breath when going past the Bella Italia in the shopping centre near us when we were young. It had a fake front like an Italian villa, and we decided breathing in that musty fake food smell too deep would kill you. And if you made it to the top of the escalators without taking a breath, you won. 